Hello, you're listening to episode nine of the Hush and Be Bold podcast. And today I am joined by the lovely Mindy Kaplan. Mindy is an entrepreneur. She has an incredible professional track record and she started her own company. Most recently, she is the host of The Mail Room. That is M-A-L-E, male as in man. (laughs) And Mindy goes on and interviews and gets the inside scoop from the minds of men and gets their perspective on dating, on texting, and just the modern way of relationships when it comes to men and women. She has such incredible advice just from being in the industry and also getting the firsthand experience talking to men from their perspective. So you're honestly gonna just love this episode and it's right in time for Valentine's Day. So whether you are single, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're a man, female, or however you identify, you're gonna get so much from this. We have such a good conversation. Dating is hard enough. It is stressful being in a relationship's hard. It takes work. It's supposed to take work. But what if we try to understand each other just a little bit more? I don't think anyone wants to have bad relationships. So let's do a little bit better. Um, In this episode, we talk about the hardest part about dating for both men and women, dating etiquette, why a man may lead you on, why they might ghost you, setting boundaries and making sure that you are compatible with this person early on, being an independent woman, what that means in dating, and so much more. All right, well, without any further ado, adieu. Oh my goodness, let's go into the episode. As we were just discussing a little bit before, I am so interested in your work, both professionally and now as the creator of The Mailroom. So I want to understand what led you into doing this work. So it was a bit of my own unintentional market research, I like to say. Um, I actually was just talking to some good guy friends about dating, showing them texts, getting their opinions. And... I found it to be hilarious and also like very helpful Um, just because they were just giving straightforward advice, whether it was like from the moves they pull or the lines they use or um, just very direct advice. And I just thought like, I need to bottle this and get it out to the sisterhood because it's so helpful and it's really entertaining. Um, And I feel like um, as women, it's so great because we want to support each other. But oftentimes what comes with that is like, bad advice like try him again you know things like that where your guy friends will say like just let him show you if he's interested and that's genius so that was that was pretty much the 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 origin of how it started it's so fascinating too because like you said i think we're uh used to wanting to go to our girlfriends to get advice which is great and they give us great pieces of insight here and there but there really is nothing like going straight to the source going to the men and asking (laughs) them these dating questions that we've been burning to answer so I guess what was it like starting the mailroom what was the process behind that did you just go all the way balls to the wall into it what was that like for you so I did well I should say I have had this idea for a very long time and I kept not doing it Um, because I do have a bit of a corporate background. And so I went back and forth with like, can I keep my day job and do this? And how should I do it? And I know this is like, most of my day job is left brain. So I know this is very right brain and I I wanna do something creative, but uh, I'm not sure how to manage it. And so over time I kept not doing it and I would see variations of this, but not it. And so each time I thought like, I need to do it, I need to do it. And so finally, um, I just kind of had this epiphany of actually 
the idea of not doing it and wondering how fun and how great it could be was worse than doing it with any repercussions or like failure of if it's not interesting or whatever it was, that was the impetus for like just going for it. And my first steps were, I'm just gonna buy a microphone. Like for anyone who's considering a podcast or a show, it's like the baby step of coming up with a name and um and getting the microphone like shipped to me that was like that was it and then i just thought like i'm just gonna do a pilot one ask some guys to be on um and then something that was really helpful was i kept asking and asking and being in new york it's helpful you know good people doing interesting things here so i was able to find a friend of a friend who um was on a bravo show which is carl radke who was on summer house who was so, so nice and, and joined as a favor to another friend. And it was kind of one of those, like, I'll be on if my friend is on. So I got the friend to be on. And so thankfully, our first guest was a notable guest mm-hmm. in like dating and relationships. So that's kind of a pro tip. If and when, and you can do that via DMs too, if you're just consistent and you have no shame in getting a hold of people too. But um, but that was sort of, those were the first steps is just like getting the equipment, um, making a shell of an idea and, and kind of testing it and then going from there. Oh, that's so interesting. I want to ask you so many questions just on the mailroom <laughs> and also on your um, career life too. But um, something that you just said is that you were not necessarily afraid, but you always had this idea behind you and you were just it finally took that leap into starting it, buying a microphone, whatever. Um, do you think that you've always been a confident or bold person in your life or do you find that you have to work through it or what kind of um, ways do you, would you describe yourself as, as far as taking these risks? Um, I think early on, I was actually like a pretty shy kid. Um, and then I had just some great influence of like, I have this amazing aunt who would just put me in these like really interesting situations which would push me to like get out of my comfort zone. And now I literally live out of my comfort zone and I find that that's where the magic is. So it's actually a choice. It's not that I'm so unique and um, I was given this gift to interview people, anything like that. It's actually, I'm, I'm just a very curious person and I'm willing to be uncomfortable. And sometimes I have to push myself and you know, an example would be like getting some of these people on the podcast or an even bigger one would be like filming the first one and looking at like, oh, did I just make that look? Like, what is that? You know, what? It, and like, then I'm thinking, I don't know, should I do this? Okay, yes, I'm doing it because I'm uncomfortable. And that's like where the growth is. So for like hoping it's not sounding too generic, but I think in anything I've done, this podcast and show specifically and my career and personal life, um, I think you can expand um, if you're willing to talk yourself out of staying in your comfort zone. So um, I find that these like bold things I've done where I really probably don't have the background or the business to be doing um, by resume or otherwise, I just push myself. And some days it's much easier and it actually becomes like kind of your normal speed. And then other days, another challenge is put in front of you and you decide like, am I gonna like make a bold decision or am I just gonna like stay kind of in what's comfortable? Yeah. And then 
things don't happen the same way, I find. Yeah, and it's fascinating. I mean, even when I found you, you know, I'm looking at your Instagram in awe, just like seeing all of this uh, creation of the mailroom and you're on Cosmopolitan and, and all of these interviews. And I, I only see the snapshot of you already at this successful place that you are, but it's, it, it is also, you know, nice to kind of hear back from your perspective that it was initially a spot that you were un, a little bit uncomfortable with. And to get to this point, you had to take some kind of leap or step or however it was. And it wasn't always just smooth sailing, I guess, sort of say. So, um, when it comes to the mail room, what has your general response or feedback been from the show? Um, so as far as, as feedback, it's been really, really great. And, and it's been super motivating to keep doing it because I, I feel like as a marketer, when I came up with the idea, I thought, well, um, it seems like most content out there for single women is very self-help. Like you're single at this age or this life stage, like what's wrong with you? Take this test or like, what can you improve? And, um, you know, and, and how many cats do you have? And there was that. And I felt like there was a gap in content about these guys that are like, you said what? This guy did what? You know, and not man-hating. I love men, so it's not man-hating. It's just sort of like, um, let's just like put these guys in the hot seat a little bit, get their advice, but also let's like ask them why uh, their opinion on something might be one thing in one sentence. And then at the end of a, another sentence is very different than what they just said. And maybe like, maybe they're confused and maybe there's something to that. And that, that wasn't out there enough for me. So the feedback that I love is all these women coming up. We do some events as well. We do live episodes and we recently did a mailroom man auction for charity. And so um, I, the most motivating thing for me is on a personal level, these women come up and they say like, oh my God, I, I thank you for doing this. And I feel so much better about being single. And oh, I just went on this date and that happened. And me too, you know, so it, that's inspiring for me that, uh, you know, a lot of us feel that way. And and even though maybe you haven't found the right person, um, you're learning so much along the way. And it can be like a good story um, a lot of the time too. And if we're able to share in that and not make it so heavy to be single, because once you're not, you can look back and, and feel bad about that time where you could think like, wow, I, I made the best of it. And there's definitely some craziness along the way too. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're getting that kind of feedback. Cause I would say the exact same thing. Um, of seeing a place where people can get inside the male mind truly when it comes to dating and it's, um, kind of a fun and inviting way to listen to them and hear their stories and, you know, throw those questions at them. It's, it's really exciting because a lot of times I find that I'm drawn to a uh, woman's perspectives just because it's out there and it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but I would be so much more keen to listening to, you know, men or their stories. Um, when you, create it in this digestible way. So I, I absolutely love that. I, I'm curious, you know, now that you have been doing this, um, are you doing the mailroom full time? Are you managing it with um, your side business or tell me what that's like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it is my nights and weekends uh, project. And um, the, the amount of work, you know, I, I think that goes into between like sourcing the guests and editing um, I'm kind of particular on like 
sometimes I'm hosting it and I can't keep a straight face and I'm dying laughing and I'm like, those are the clips we need. And so I'm very involved in that process, although it's a bit painful. Um, so um, for now it's my nights and weekends. And then um, by day I'm in tech um, and I used to be with Microsoft for a long time. And from there started a, a VR AR company. So virtual reality, augmented reality, and uh, we got acquired by a company called Media Mint, and um, they do digital operations for brands. So I'm basically, my, my title is a, I am the VP of innovation. So I do that all day, and then I, I work on mailroom nights and weekends too. So it's a bit of a double life. It is true too, if you wanna, I'm not saying in every case, but I think there's a lot of advice out there that just says, if you have a dream or a goal, you must quit everything and, and commit 100% to it. But I think there's also a beauty in, you know, keeping your uh, other full-time or part-time gig and also pursuing your passions and other um, interests on the side. I think they can both yeah. coexist. Yeah, I think there's a lot of these like fundamental, you know, these like proclamations of things, but I also live in New York and I enjoy um, eating breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, I, I also think um, sometimes if you go all in on something and it's so much pressure and you haven't monetized it to what, what your lifestyle is, then it can lose its magic. Um, so I find for me at this stage, I love, I love it. But I think there's also like, um, there's creative outlets. And then there's also, like I mentioned earlier, like left brain, I really like the tech side. And so, um, although I work on both a good amount, it's sometimes a good balance to have both. But I get it like all in, if you are making the right money, go all in, I would say 100%. But if you're kind of building something, I always suggest building it in tandem if you can manage both. Um, and then you can still love that side. Otherwise, you know, you can sometimes lose that along the way if um, if your bills aren't being paid or your lifestyle has to change because of yeah, it. Yeah, that is such realistic and logical advice. I am such a, I am yeah. such a realist, a realist in life. Another question, I guess I have too, back on the dating side of things, what do you think we can learn about um, from talking to and hearing men when it comes to dating and their perspective? I mean, how much time do we have? I'm just kidding. I'm going <laughs> to give you the top line. Like it is, it's really surprising to me because I'm, I'm hosting it, but I'm also like in the demographic. So I find myself sometimes asking questions and I'm like hearing what I want to hear. Like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. And um, like rom-coms are real or, you know, things like that. And then a minute later, you're something else and you're like, oh God, wait, actually dating today is so different and there's so many layers to it. And so generally to answer your question, I think my biggest takeaway, if let's say there's just one, I can give you like a top three, but the first one is just like in dating, consistency is everything. Like it, it should be easy when you start dating not that doesn't mean that relationships will eternally be easy by any means but in dating like some of the rules i have these guys go around um and give their psa and so what comes up often is like if in the beginning of dating if you don't hear from a guy in 24 hours he's not interested or things like that that um you know we do get different types of guys so they give different perspectives 
But something like that keeps coming up, whether you have like the smooth guy that's dating five girls at once or the nice guy or the sensitive guy. And um, the thing that keeps coming up is just like, it should be easy in the beginning. It should be easy to make plans. It should be easy to follow through on plans. If for some reason, you know, we mentioned we have these real jobs, like if a meeting gets canceled, you reschedule it. Like everyone kind of knows how to do that, right? So in the beginning, if someone isn't showing up and they're kind of like, I'm learning all these terms, but like simmering you and like, how's your week? But not actually showing up with like, how's your week? And are you around Tuesday or Thursday? Um, then that's like, should be on your back burner too. So I think that point is pretty much just, it should be actual flow and consistency. If two people are interested in each other at the same time and looking for you know, something similar, then it should kind of just flow. And also like one of my favorite questions to ask is like hooking up on the first date, deal maker or deal breaker. And some of these guys will answer that question. And the beginning of the question will be, oh no, like, you know, she should, she should definitely wait. Like the ones that I really date like long-term are the ones that like hold out. And so I'm like, cool, noted. And then, but also, you know, um, I like to test the chemistry, you know, see if there's like vibe there, you know, that kind of thing. So then I'm like, well, what do you want this girl to do? Should she or should she not? Cause you know, so sometimes I think like everyone can be confused at some point, but I think um, a lot of it is like, if it's too difficult, let a guy show you if he's interested. So if you're not hearing from him, don't reach out either and then let him show you. I mean, a guy will always chase like the age old, like our parents' generation, ours. Like, I think that if a guy wants to see you, he will. And that keeps coming up from multiple guys. So those are my long-winded top three. Those are so good. I'm like, tell me more. I want to <laughs> continue to learn and learn and learn. No, but um, I think that even sparked something. And I, I don't know what this says about me and my corporate life, but when you said <laughs> that it should be easy, like a business meeting, I mean, we've all been there when you're working on a team project or a sale or whatever you're, you're working on it. You've had those meetings just have momentum and everyone's working together and you get it accomplished. Great. But then you have the other types of projects where there's uh, someone can't make the meeting or there's a budget constraint and that's not going to be a good project <laughs> in, in the end. Right. So when you kind of compare that to dating, like we yeah. see the signs when something's going to work and flow and be potentially a good relationship. Yeah. I also that. actually just started taking some advice from the show for myself. And like mm -hmm. this one guy was kind of lingering around, kept like showing interest. And so his last text was like, Hey, yeah, let's get together. Sorry, I'm really bad at scheduling or rescheduling. Actually, it was rescheduling because we had to reschedule. And I just was like, no, I was like, I'm not responding to that because it's not a skill set. It's just literally you can set up a time to meet up. And if you keep reaching out and you're not, then like, okay, I don't really have the energy for whatever that is. So, like, you know, things like that, I think just owning more of what we want and being a little faster in moving on. Like if some guy is not good at rescheduling, that's not gonna be for me because that's like the lowest bar. <laughs> so that's, that's not a fit, moving on. And it's hard because like, oh, that guy's yes. like age appropriate and he's hot, but like, no, that's not interesting to me. So I think, I think it's more powerful the, the more you can do that. And 
I jokingly say in New York, like how, how do you demand what you want when the supply is low? But um, I do think there's something to be said for like kind of owning what's a fit for you and not always kind of seeking um, from someone else. So if that's like not good enough for you, then you just move on and see what comes your way when you do. Yeah, because I noticed that we as a woman, we always were kind of hoping that maybe if we just give a little bit more, then finally they'll realize, oh, yeah, she's a total catch. Like, that's not going to happen. We kind of have to see it for what it is and then decide if that's, you know, how we want this to go or Mm -hmm. if we cut it off here and there. But it's a hard lesson. It's it's not easy. Um, I'm, I'm curious, and I'm curious if this has come up in your questioning to men and also, you know, what's your opinion on it? How do you think men perceive independent woman? And also what do you think is the biggest challenge for women who do kind of identify as these, you know, strong-willed independent types of women? I think that the right guys that want a real partner um, will find that very attractive. And I would say that like, women that are that way could just be picky and and see that from afar and see that in a shorter period of time like wow this guy's really inspired by what i've done or oh this guy is maybe threatened or less inspired by what i've done because it's not wrong i don't think not every guy needs to be with a successful woman you know like some people live life really big and they have a lot of accomplishments and some people are more simple and neither is right or wrong. Someone who's more simple might want to be with someone more simple and together they're compatible. So I think if you're this big achiever um, and you're grounded still, um, you probably want to gravitate to that type of guy. And that way, you know, you're each other's biggest fan and no one feels threatened. In one of the um, mailroom episodes, we like um, crashed a barbershop and it's asking all these guys questions oh, wow. as they were sitting there getting their haircuts. And one guy, I'm like, so what are you looking for in a girl? He's like, I want her to be a Yankees fan and um, ski, I want her to ski. And I want, you know, all these things, um, pickleball, which by the way is really fun. But anyway, and um, I, I want her to like go rock climbing. And I'm like, do you want to date another guy? Like, because, and also, like, right? right <laughs> you exactly. date Would you prefer to date yourself or one of your friends, one of your guy friends? Because, by the way, like, you could go rock climbing with your friends, and I'll do my own thing. And um, you know, I think it's nice to share things, but I do think it's weird when someone's like a skier. Like, what if you're awful and your partner's great? Like, go on the same trip, go with friends. Like, I'll be at the bar or whatever. You know, I just think. Um, you don't have to date yourself. And sometimes dating someone different than you, you can learn so much. And so I think that um, sometimes that's a miss when someone's looking for like compatibility in hobbies. Um, so I think that's a great point you bring up. Yeah. And even 
even being on the dating apps, right? You can list out your single hobbies that you like. And um, I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I will see, you know, a person's hobbies that they want, that they like, or even if they state, I'm looking for somebody to do this with me. And if I don't like that hobby, or if I know I can't do that, if, if I know I'm going to just eat <laughs> crap on the slopes, like I've been tempted to just ex exit out of this person without even giving it a chance because we're, we're so accustomed to thinking like they must match all of these little boxes. But in reality, I guarantee if me and this person liked each other, we're going to like each other despite if I am, you know, Sean White on the slopes, right? Like I'm not, it doesn't have to be so, you know, similar. So I think even going back to, you know, this idea of, okay, she might be a strong independent woman, but you know, that these two people can still align on so many other things, but we get, we even get scared of approaching each other because of these like yeah. initial differences or initial things that we think are, um, definitely. What do you think is the biggest challenge that men have in dating versus women? I think men now aren't sure how to be like, I, I think that men used mm. to be like, the guy, you know, and, and they would provide and like, we're talking about oh, like a long time ago, but as like, even just the last few years, women now getting stronger in multiple ways in career, in being independent. Uh, men, I think a lot of the ones I talk to when we're not, you know, going through the, the comedy of, of a lot of the conversations, but sometimes the root of it that I'm seeing is that like, you know, women love a guy who goes to therapy or like if a guy can cry is that like a turn on, but like the, a lot of these guys aren't conditioned for that and they don't really know how to do that. And so sometimes it might take the right girl to open them up or if they go to therapy, but a lot of guys like, you know, you're in LA, I'm in New York, like that's cool to do. And it shows you're open-minded, but in other places it may not be as, um, you know, as common. And so I think some guys don't know how to be. Yes, there are some that, you know, are just like uh, all over the place in dating and they don't care. Like there's all types. But I, I think like an underlying question that keeps coming up is like, what is the role of a guy? Like, what should it be now? Because women, as self-sufficient as they are, the ones I know, like they still like want a partner. No one's saying that, women have outgrown men, but I think women are very open now and they're, they're wanting more in ways that men aren't used to and aren't, aren't mm -hmm. um, really comfortable with. So I think that's some of the problem. Um, and then I think a lot of guys, you know, like they, and being like self-aware, um, sometimes they, you know, they're more simple in the way we obviously analyze everything to death. And so that comes up often where oh, yeah. a guy is just like, I didn't realize that was a thing and you didn't mention it. And so, and it's been a thing to us for days and all of our friends know, but that person doesn't know. So it's like, I think a lot of it is communication. And then I think a lot of it is just like, you know, guys figuring themselves out in real time and maybe not sure uh, what they should do with that. And, a lot of times just showing up in weird ways um, as part of that too. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is such an interesting point. I mean, it, it like, it's a great thing that women are taking 
their power and their independence into their own hand, especially when it comes to dating and boundaries. But it is so, you know, interesting to think about, you know, this is how men have been conditioned throughout the past X amount of years. So they're also seeing women, you know, become more confident in, in dating, but also that leaves them to kind of this like, huh? Like, what, what, do, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I sympathize. And then at the same time, you know, I think women are like, are like, well, yeah, but we want you to be better. But also I can understand from their perspective. They're like, well, how? Because we don't, you know, this is just everyone around me is telling me to be this way, but then all of my bros are this way. And so it is, I can understand it's like a huge bit of confusion. I mean, so how do you think that men are getting through that? Do you think it's just a matter of just dating and then eventually, you know, you communicate with a woman enough and you're going to find each other's balance or how do you think that how do yeah how do you think men are getting through that now um i think so much of it is dependent on what the woman um communicates to so and i think there are a lot of women that still like this like manly guy so it really depends on you know i guess if there's someone for everyone um i think some guys will be content in who they are and they'll find partners that like them for who they are and maybe they're similar in that way and then um guys who are more open or doing some of the work on themselves might gravitate to women who are doing that as well and and letting guys know that you know it's like they're i, I think everyone male or female um if, if people are evolving or they want a certain type of relationship they the age old like you need to show up in that way so I think um, people are learning. I think there's also, it's such an interesting time in dating because I think there's like a lot of people that are super lonely after COVID. And this trend that kept coming up is people on dating apps and on dates would ask people like, so what are you looking for? And you'd be like, what? Like, well, I'm not used to this. I thought you avoid this topic for multiple dates. But I think people are trying to like, kind of size up like are you just looking for something casual or do you want a long-term partner do you want kids i'm finding that those conversations are coming up earlier and i think it's great because i don't think there's anything wrong with people just like having a good time if they're communicating that to each other um it doesn't mean just because if you go on a date or two with someone that you should be expected to be on the path to a serious relationship so i think if everyone is talking more and open about what they want or they don't want, then I, I think people will get to where they want to go faster. Yeah, it's such a great point. Um, I think it also just comes down to like setting boundaries. Like when, when you mentioned there is somebody for everyone. So if a man shows up and they are a little bit more on the, the dominant side, you know, they like to be the caregiver, the person that sets the, the dates, all of that stuff. And, and and you like that in a man, you accept it. But if that's something that you're not comfortable with, and maybe you express that, you let them know, like, um, I typically like to go slowly in this aspect, or I like to have some autonomy and whatever it is. And if they don't like that, then, you know, they're, you're not a good match. But I think it's really just we, on both parties, getting used to, you know, setting the boundaries and then honestly leaving if that's not what you want, because you're not going to change this person at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Uh, what kind of content do you think gets the most reactions and the most engagement as far as um, talking to men at the mailroom? 
So we have a segment called text translations. So we have women submit their text anonymously and guys will translate it for them. And it is highly entertaining. And, and also the format is we get three different single guys. So we'll get three different archetypes of men. So it'll be like the, like I, I mentioned earlier, like a smooth guy, a nice guy, a hipster. Um, and each guy tends to have a different opinion. They don't know who they are. I just sort of gather them by um, at least knowing that they're different types. So they'll give different perspectives. So we'll just read the text aloud and then we'll have each guy give a point of view. And that is, and it even makes you think sometimes and you can watch and see, oh, the smooth guy answered this way, but oh my God, the nice guy, like, wow, like why, I should go for that nice guy. Um, and they're all single too. So, hey, you can watch it. And, uh, and we film them too, so you can see what the guys, what the guys look like. Um, but yeah, I think that is typically um, the highlight. And then also I do this um, woman on the street where I ambush guys around the city and um, in different places. So we've been traveling and doing shows there. So we actually just um, went to Israel and we did an episode in Tel Aviv. And culturally, the men there are oh, wow. so different. And so it's just funny and, and eye-opening to see you know dating in different places. Um, so yeah, I think those are probably like two of the, the highlights. Nice. I'm curious. Do you think that men also overanalyze texts that they get from women the way that women can sometimes guilty be <laughs> overanalyzed for a men? second? Not for a second. They, I literally, I mean, I doing this firsthand, I'd be like, but don't you think, no, like it just <laughs> meant that. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Got it. Like they don't look at, I, I think if you did like a lot of emojis, it'd be like, oh, girls a lot. But like, besides that, they're not reading the words. Like I was talking to a friend about this and it's, I was making a confession and I come to find out, I'm sure a lot of people do this, but like, I was like, I was drafting a text in word. Like I oh, literally no. opened word. it. Well, <laughs> I actually, I had the window open. I would have just done it in an email, but I was That's doing fair. something and I had like word open or like a, um, a new document mortifying. And I was like typing it, deleting it. Oh wait, that sounded to this or that sounded that. And I was like, this is not normal. And so, and then come to find out it sort of is for us, um, like drafting the text and changing the words. And like, I think guys literally will read it for one second and then decide what to do and move on. That's, that's how it should be quite frankly. I know. It's easier said than done, of course. <laughs> I know, but that's the headline of this podcast is just like, I think there's a sports term, which is hilarious for me to be saying, because I don't know if it's even right, but it's like, I think it's in football and it's like stick and move or something. And like, something like that, like, it just comes to mind, like, just, you know, I, I think for everyone, like, don't waste your time or someone else's, more importantly, your time, where like, if it's not happening, like, all right, next and again, hard to do, but like in the early stages, I just think it's, it's a lot to like cut through some energy. And, um, and I, I think it's good to just also, if you're not finding that person just yet, I think it's great to date different people. And like, that still evokes some sort of like, you know, spark in being single. Like it's, it, it doesn't have to be this lonely, I'm, you know, 
sitting home and manifesting the guy. Although I'm not opposed to that. Like, I think if you could do both manifest the guy and then hang out with different guys before the guy to just like not be so lonely or anchored in the one, um, I think sometimes that can be healthy too. And like in the meantime, that comes up a lot in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have so many questions that I want to ask, but I know we're starting to get to the end of the time here. So I have a couple more burning ones that I want to ask sure. you. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the men's opinions on dating etiquette, such as ghosting or um, leading someone on? Um, how do you think that men are viewing that? And do you think that they're, you know, are active participants in that? I'm just curious, you know, what you've learned from being in this position? Yeah, so I think that um, the leading on part is the part that keeps coming up because um, I think a lot of times what I hear from women is, you know, they, they are taken to this place and it's not on them. The guy is inviting them to meet his friends, um, Last year, there were a lot of people invited for Thanksgiving. Like, there's a lot of these moments that, like, women, and not just women, I think there's a lot of moments that people think, like, oh, you're meeting the friends? That's a big step, you know? But then a guy might say, well, I hang out with my friends all the time. She was, we were going to do something anyway. My friends are, like, watching the game. Like, I just invited her to come. But then the next week, he ghosted her. So, like, last week, she thought you were probably, like, on your way to being exclusive, and now you're nowhere to be found, you know? And so I think it happens a lot. And to our credit, um, I think that's something a lot of guys need to work on. And some of the things that they say is like, in the moment they felt that, and then the next week after more thought or talking to their friends, they're like, wait, I, I don't know though. I don't know that like, this is a great girl, but I don't know that I'm ready to be serious. And I don't wanna like, you know, take it further. And they don't know how to say that. And maybe they want to kind of keep you around. So they're going to like ghost and then reappear two weeks and be like, how was your weekend? And so it's, it's not right at all. But I think sometimes like men and women, the ghosting is kind of like, is, I don't know what to do. And yeah. so I'm either going to like ghost or fade out. Um, but I think it's something, you know, that men need to consider is like some of the weight of these actions, like inviting someone for Thanksgiving, that's a universal, like, what? You know, and then some guys will say, well, I'm really close with my family, and, you know, I, I just thought it would be fun. But I think knowing the magnitude of those things or communicating that beforehand, like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, would love to have you. I, I'm not looking at this as a huge step. I just want to put it out there if you have nothing to do or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I do think, though, like, will a guy have a less of a chance of like hooking up because of that. Sure. And they sometimes like, well, I don't want to risk that. I mean, it's like, it's hard to, to say, cause mm -hmm. I think there's, there's good and bad intentions in some of it, but universally, I think um, it's, it's being aware of like your actions. And if you're just getting to know someone and it's fun, then I would do like less of those like serious type of things together until you're yeah. actually in a relationship. And I think for guys, that's a good hack to not get someone who thinks you're going down a road that you're not intending to. Absolutely. And I understand what you're saying. I am an avid 
reality television dating show watcher. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care. I love it. But um, also sometimes from the outside perspective, you know, you will see at the time a, a man did like this woman and is, maybe it's in a day or maybe whatever changed, but they end up not liking this woman and it does come across as leading them on. But I also understand sometimes feelings, whether it's awful to hear or not just change or they weren't fully sure about what they want from the get-go. And I'm not saying that it's the best way to act. So I do agree that men should, you know, learn how to control these emotions and also like consider somebody else's feelings. But I also understand sometimes this is this is also them just existing and dating and having fun without, you know, too much um, leeway onto it. But at the same time, and I think you mentioned this as well, I think as women, knowing this about men, um, we can also really define our boundaries and what we're looking for. Um, and I actually remembered what I was going to say earlier. Oh, good. I was, I was talking, <laughs> I was talking with my therapist, which I, I do go to therapy here and there. And um, one of the things we're saying is that you don't have to be so interview, like when you're asking them what their intentions are, you can be very flirty and very casual with it and still get an idea of what they're looking for. Um, Ooh, can you do a reenactment? Like it, what, oh what would the deliverer, did your therapist say what the oh, yeah. delivery should be? So it's like hot, but you're still putting it out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, one example, even on hinge now, they have a little section that says what you're looking for and uh -huh. you can list one or two things that's like long-term relationship or something short-term. So if you're going on a date with this man or woman, you can just ask them like, all right, so tell me more. What did that prompt mean when you said open to short-term looking for long-term? Like it can be just so casual. Yeah. You have to be like, yeah, yeah. So like, what are, what are you looking for long-term? Like you can just be like, okay, tell me more about that prompt on Hinge. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it can just be like so um, in the moment. Sometimes I find if there's something I'm nervous about saying or asking, just say it. Don't worry about too much like about what you say or how you're going to get it across. Just say it in the most easy flowing way and get the words out and if it's the right person it's not going to freak them out or right them. exactly so i think first of all the delivery is great and like well like you said like it's just light it doesn't have to be this like so listen i have been wanting to talk to you about this like no one yes. obviously wants to hear that on a date but i think um i think that's a great approach and again so like our ongoing point is just we need to own that whatever we want, if we're at a life stage, we're at that life stage. So if that's where you are, then like wasting your time with these guys that are years away from that, like have a good time with the guy, sure. But like if, if you're thinking of molding someone into being ready faster um, and being serious and inclusive with this person, then you're taking yourself off the market too. So um, I think it's just like, yeah, being able to communicate that. And also for these guys, I always say this, like when a girl says what life stage she's in, it doesn't mean she wants that with you. She doesn't know you if you're on the first few dates, but if she knows who she is and what she wants and she's comfortable enough to bring that up and that freaks you out, then like, you're not probably the guy for her either. If she comes in hot the first date and is like, I would like your children, that's not attractive either. But I, I think just saying where you are and what you want um, shouldn't be a turnoff if it's circumstantial, not I'm sitting across from you and I'm wanting these things with you after talking to you a few times. 
Yeah. And it if it does turn you off or it does freak you out, then that's okay. Then you know that this person isn't going to be right for you. And again, that's the whole circle of life with dating. Um, it should be fun. It should be um, ultimately a place where you can, you know, find that special person if that's what you're looking for. But mm-hmm. it doesn't, we don't, we don't have to hurt each other that much in the process. Right. Definitely. Well, Mindy, it's been so incredible having you on. I have, you know, so many other things that I want to ask you, but obviously I'm just going to have to go to a live uh, event at some point. Um, But my last little question I have for you is what advice can you give to people to show up more boldly in their lives? Um, I think when you get that twinge of like, uh, should I do this? Should I not? Oh, I want to do this, but I'm, I'm a little anxious. Like, should I do it? Like, run into it. Run into the discomfort. I think that's usually where the magic is. So I would say that. Um, and then also, um, I think another thing I like to live by that helps me is I'll typically make any big decisions for a period of one year. So anything I'm thinking of doing, like oh, I should move here, like moving to New York, or should I start a new job? I don't know, like, is that the industry I want? Is it not? Like, I think now more than ever, um, you know, you can be re- rewarded in different ways by taking chances. And so to me, making these big decisions and giving yourself um, some leeway of just like, it's a one year thing, try a new job for a year. If it's not it, do the next thing move somewhere. If you can't decide, like, am I cut out for this city? I don't know if I belong there or if this is my long-term, like do it for a year. And it just, it makes some of these bigger decisions um, a little bit easier. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful advice, everyone. If you have something you're considering, do it for a year. And um, that way, you know, you really immerse yourself into it, but you're not going to have this long lasting feeling of regret for not. Yeah, except it, so. don't date the wrong guy for a year. That's the only Ooh. caveat. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste a year on the wrong guy. That's the only caveat. Yes, yeah, yes, right. Get out of there, <laughs> set the boundary, learn about yeah. each other. And then if it's the right relationship, stay in it for a year. But yes. if not, Amen. Yeah, everything else. Well, thank you again, Mindy. It was so great to have you. Thanks so much. I told you, isn't she the best? Um, I love that conversation. I hope you did too. And this is your reminder, whether you're dating somebody or in the beginning stages, or you've been with this person for 29,000 years, you are not enemies. You are doing this together. It is better when you try to understand each other. So don't attack it from a place of me versus them. It's a we, okay? Um, If you want to find Mindy, you can follow her on Instagram at The Mindy Project or Mailroom Official. And feel free to connect with me as always, either Hush and Be Bold or Jenna Hushka on Instagram. Again, I'm always open to your feedback and your chats and just thank you for the support. Go out and be bold today this week. All right. Okay.